0: And now, the Night Shift with AB. Good evening to you folks. It's AB with Scoop Media Podcast and uh, the original concept for my family of podcasts, the first podcast that I come up with um, that I planned on doing for several years and now we're going to kind of get things really going in motion is the night shift. The night shift is when I like to work. The night shift is when uh, my mind works well and um, it's nice and quiet to digest the news uh, cycle um, being nocturnal as I am. So this is kind of the uh, the original Night Shift podcast. And for a long time here, as I've been doing social spotlight on small business, i kind of been chewing on where to take the Night Shift. The Night Shift currently is sponsorless. It always will be sponsorless um, because I don't believe that the the, uh, the opinions and the facts and, and things that I'm going to bring to the table through this podcast is fair to a particular advertiser who made agree or disagree with what I'm saying, and that's the logjam that we've got into with Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, when you get the right and you get the left. Um, it has to do with sponsorship. It has to do with advertisers and who pays the bills, so the night shift is totally on me. Um, this is also probably going to be my, uh, wouldn't call it my favorite project um, social spotlight on small business definitely is a lot of fun and I, I enjoy small business owners and and get them getting their uh, their products and their services out there but when I first got into freelance journalism about 10 years ago um, I had a hard-on for corruption and those of you who have followed my stuff over the years know that the good old down and drama coffee chillicothe ohio um, sure enough we found plenty of that Chillicothe has been famous nationally uh, for missing women, a huge opiate problem, um, lots of corruption drives those things and I found out that corruption keeps you awake at night. So I've decided to kind of reinvent important things. There has to be part of my podcast because it gives me reason to do what I do, that I'm making a difference and I'm getting information out there maybe in a way that you haven't heard anywhere else. And that's where we're going with this very first original podcast series. It's called the Methodemic, Folks, I'm here to tell you that the largest drug problem in the United States of America currently is not heroin or fentanyl. It is crystal meth. It's a methademic. Um, For some strange reason, mainstream media doesn't even talk about it or even act as though it exists. But meth, Charges, for example, in the prison and jail systems, I was looking up some statistics the other day, 35% of the prison and jail populations has something to do with methamphetamine currently. That's gigantic. That's one in three inmates coming through the system have something to do with either buying or using or being an addict of methamphetamine. Why isn't media covering this? This is going to be a question that we're going to go after through this multi-part series over time, because at this point in time, I don't know, so I'm going to learn with the rest of you and take in the facts and get it to you in a way that, you know, I've always in my journalism been the one that ran against the grain. Um, folks, we have a gigantic problem with methamphetamine. It needs to get under control or our whole country is going to be awake 24-7. Crystal meth. To give you a little bit of a background, has been around for a lot of years. It used to be uh, primarily um, a drug that kind of came out of the biker scene in the the Pacific West, United States, California, Nevada. Um, Meth was extremely expensive. It was at one point in time for drug people out there that don't know what this is, but you do, 100 to $120 a gram in the 70s and 80s as it was first being manufactured because the cost was very high. To uh, make it because it was relatively new. Methamphetamine itself goes all the way back to Adolf Hitler, who had his own private doctor who shot him up with crystal meth before those fiery speeches you would see. Well, he was he was methed up, folks. Um along about the middle of 20, 20 the 2010s, I like to call them, I have a friend who's a US Marshal who used to get updates from other variant, various government agencies. Um, DEA was one of them. He'd get an email occasionally and he shot this over to me. He said, AB, I want you to check this out. And the DEA had estimated that the Mexican drug cartels had been stocking safe houses, walls, floors, attics, underground, above ground, in sheds, wherever they could put it. They had been stockpiling crystal meth since 2007, 2008. The plan was not to release this substance until around 2016-2017. It was a plan. Um, the Mexican drug cartels are about business and they looked at their long-term business plan and realized that the production of crystal meth was a lot cheaper than cocaine and heroin. Now, one good thing, if you want to call it that, that kind of came from this explosion of crystal meth or glass or ice or cream, um, shards, other names for it, it's right about 2016, 2017, and actually the height of the opiate epidemic and the overdose epidemic. We had an overdose problem. It was gigantic in this country. More people died from overdoses than was killed in the Vietnam War. It was like a self-inflicted Armageddon. Crystal meth come along. Statistically, the numbers dropped on the overdoses. Now, the powers that be say that's because of drug pr- programs, it's because of, uh, you know, all hands on deck to try to figure out why people were uh, killing themselves. But really the truth in the streets is a large portion of heroin addicts moved to crystal meth that took the dope sickness off. So what it did was it slowed down the heroin intake, which had the fentanyl in it. And basically if you want to call it that way, save some lives. When it came back, crystal meth that is, from the, from the 70s and 80s it was $100 to $120 a gram. When it came back it was dirt ball cheap. The cartels, business savvy as they are, said you know what, we're going to take our product out there and we're going to give it to them almost for free. We're almost going to pay them, $10 a gram, $20 a gram and a gram is enough to keep up one person for about four or five days so you know folks. Um, it come along, it was a lot cheaper. It kind of put the dent in the shake-and-bake meth um, industry. Um, and like I said, it come along right at the height of the opiate epi- epi- the epidemic, excuse me, where the overdoses were really in bad shape. Um, but as this is all going on, and what I want to get about, what I want to talk about, not only to educate the podcast listeners about the, the, the largest drug problem we have currently in this country, is why mainstream media is keeping their mouths shut. They talk about heroin, they talk about overdoses, they talk about cocaine, they talk about prescription drugs. But you don't hear the headlines say, next up at 6, 35 people didn't sleep for a week, strung out on methamphetamine, robbed a store. You don't hear it, it's not there. So, as usual, media has some kind of stake in the game. Somebody's keeping a muffle on them and of course, it took me and if you go back and if you Google, Google search, Uh, Heroin overdoses, Chillicothe, Ohio back in 2015 before Columbus Media even covered heroin overdoses. I was doing that through my alert page system and actually Channel 6 and Channel 4 come down and interviewed me, I was on TV, you can see my pretty face instead of hearing my pretty voice, Um, basically was cutting edge at pushing media into talking about overdoses because at one time overdoses were considered uh, a privacy matter like a suicide, so it wasn't news. And then I saw one weekend in Chillicothe where there was like 10 overdose deaths and there was nothing in the paper about it, nothing on the radio about it. So I kind of went out to social media and kind of made it stink and said, look, you know, there's something wrong here. Um, There's a lot of people dead that didn't want to be dead at the beginning of the weekend. That's not a suicide. So it wouldn't be the first time that I've uh, had to light the fires up, us freelance journalists are are good for that. Um, But I want to know why media is keeping their mouths shut because they are. And um, we're going to be talking a lot more about this methodemic. We're going to be really getting down into it. It's probably going to be about a 12 or 13-part series. This is just kind of an opening uh, introduction of what we got going on. And um, if you have any questions or comments, you can follow us uh, on the Night Shift On podcast on Facebook. Come right up the stream. Love to hear from you. And that is a wrap. There you go, folks. That's the scoop where it's always the night shift.